just something about Mary. Welcome to There's Something About Mary, Carrie. Joined with Matt. Oh, yeah. I'm Mary, by the way. And there's Matt. <laughs> hey, I'm Matt. <laughs> producer Matt. Not just Matt. You're producer Matt. You know, we have to always remember now you have that name. Like, neighbor yes. Dave, you're producer Matt. You know, producer like. Producer Matt. I'll take it. You, you got a name now. Um, <laughs> but either way, today's episode, Taylor Stevens, um, I find her to be inspirational and motivating i guess right because she tells us some really big things that she overcame in my opinion huge things and i don't i want to start by saying i absolutely adore adore right she's so cute adore but i think that she is a prime example of like do not judge a book by its cover because i think if you were to just see a photo of her you would have this giant assumption of what type of person she is and when we hit record on this episode she was just the most articulate Mm -hmm. open honest person that like really spoke about some deep heavy stuff like this is probably in a lot of ways this might be my favorite episode because it's so different it's so so different it's so like chill and it, it gets sad at points and it gets hopeful at points and it's she is a fantastic person. Absolutely. She is, right? She's so nice. She's amazing, right? She has so much. She has so many stories to tell. And I think we barely scratched the surface. I know. The things that she's overcome, I mean, I don't know. Should I hint at the fact that, like, I don't know. I, in my opinion, anyone can lose. Well, she lost over 100 pounds. What's like 188 pounds yeah. or something? Like, anyone, I mean, doing that on your own um, through exercise and diet, that's just a lifestyle change like that. That is just. That takes a lot of work and to be yeah. positive. And- I left feeling so good from that recording. I was like, this mm-hmm. person is just a beautiful human being. She really so is. I, I hope that everyone listening gets to fall in love with her as much as you and I both clearly yeah. fell in love with her by the time She's we were amazing. done. This. She is. Listen to Taylor Stevens, everyone. She's amazing. <laughs> yeah. We refer to it as Mary would come on my show and ruin marriages. And like that was, <laughs> that's what he I mean, said. Yeah. Don't we already kind of do that anyway? Like, just kidding. A lot of the different, like one of the pro athletes I hooked up with, uh, Tracy McGrady. I can, I never had to sign an NDA about him. <laughs> I didn't know he was married. I was going into it thinking, oh, this is my new boyfriend. He's on the Houston Rockets. This is going to be so great. And then my friend Megan discovered he was married while we were visiting him um, when the Rockets were playing Denver. So then we made this whole plan on how we were going to – she was going to secretly take pictures of me with him. And then we were going to give them to my manager and try to get them released in, like, a sports gossip site for money. Like, 10 grand, and we were going to split it. But, like, we made the plan to do that while riding in the town car that Tracy provided for us to the basketball game. And sure enough, when he came back from the game and was in the room with us, we're all hanging out. He got a call from the front desk, went to the front desk. Next thing I know, like security came up and told us we had to leave the hotel room because the the town car driver told Tracy our plan. He's like, I can't believe you guys were going to blackmail me. I was like, no, we weren't going to blackmail you. We weren't going to ask you for the money. We were going to get the money from the magazine. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, my God. There needs to be Morse code between girlfriends. Okay. This is what we're doing at this athlete today. Yeah. I don't know. And then Megan was just – Megan, she was on the shows like Rock of Love and Charm School. So she was coming from a a club appearance. So she – 
had this like giant thing, like billboard of her that, you know, you couldn't roll up that she was carrying <laughs> with her. And so we were sitting in the lobby of like a Ritz Carlton with that. And she's crying because, you know, she's embarrassed. And yeah, but oh, well, hey. I should have told Chris that story. Anyway, enough about me. <laughs> I want to say welcome to the podcast. Hey, I'm so happy to have you because. Um, we met, I think, at Exotica a long time ago, yes, right? long time ago. Long but time I've admired ago. you forever. So. Oh, thank you. <laughs> well, I admire you because, well, I don't know, do you talk openly? I remember, you, I think you had told me, or I've heard your story about how you've like, I, I think I actually want diet tips from you. Um, how you <laughs> like. You look great. What are you talking about? <laughs> I've gained some weight lately. I have an ice cream addiction now, you know. Oh, my bad. gosh. <laughs> but, um, yeah, like, I mean, you were, you lost a bunch of weight, right? And yeah. you're, you're super hot. Like, you know, Thank I think you're know. gorgeous. I love blondes with big boobs, though. It's Thank like you. my thing, you know. <laughs> yeah, I've been a blonde since I can remember. So I think that, yeah. I should have been born a blonde, but then. Me too. I think I colored my hair blonde when I was 18 because I remember my boyfriend at the time saying if that if there was like a blonde and a brunette walking by, he would always look at the blonde first. So I remember I like drove straight to Walgreens. I didn't know you could go professionally get them and like bought a box of hair dye and colored my hair blonde. Remember that like sun in and then your hair would turn yes. like orange? And I was yes. like, what is happening to my hair? It's copper. Yes. I did that when I was 16. Exactly. And then it turned orange. I didn't know. But yeah. So. Yeah, I've been blonde also since I was 18. I know you look so natural with it. It looks good. Thank you. I appreciate that. Thank you. It's been forever, <laughs> so I just go with it. <laughs> so well, do you mind telling your weight loss story? I just find I'm sure. very into that stuff. So Yeah, I'm, I've always been really open about okay. the good and the bad, like in yeah. my life with my fans. And I think that's honestly what's helped me sustain, have sustainability in the industry because mm -hmm. it, it's, you know, it, people want some kind of connection more than they obviously want big tits, but they want yeah. more the connection too. Yeah. So I actually started in the industry when I was a bigger girl. So mm -hmm. I have so many stories about that then, but I started in the industry. I was big and I was like, I was always like comfortable with my body. I never looked in the mirror and said, you're mm -hmm. fat. Like, yeah. ew. Like I always was like, you know, cause the people I was around <laughs> loved my curves. Right. Yeah. And so I was like, whatever. And, you know, and then voluptuous and XL contacted me when I started camming. And when I started camming at a bigger weight, I was like, like, I'm not trying to brag at all, but I was yeah. surprised at the success. I didn't realize there was such a market out there for yeah. bigger women. And then, mm -hmm. so, you know, I was in my, in my career for that. And, um, and then I was pre-diabetic. So I ended up, I'm five oh. foot four, so I'm short. So okay. five foot four, two ninety eight, a Snickers bar oh, wow. from three hundred is yeah. not healthy. Is, you know, it's not really healthy. So, um, and I, like I said, I'm Arab and I'm a Virgo. So, like I set mm -hmm. my mind to something. So, doctors like you got to lose weight. So I did that, and like I didn't want to do like surgery or anything because I I love to eat and I'm not interested yeah. in having like, this big of a stomach. No, so. I I did a ketogenic diet and I did back then three hours yeah. of exercise a day. And I, it but a keto diet back then, that was like kind of, that wasn't like now everyone talks about keto. Exactly. That was a yeah. I always joke. I did keto before keto yeah. was cool, do, you know, and I still live yeah. that lifestyle like today, but it took really? me 13 months, um, March 16th, 2006. 
is like my anniversary. I celebrate it all the time because that's the day I said, fuck this shit and I'm losing the weight. And then 13 months later, I had lost 180 pounds. Wait, so that's from 298. I'm not good at math. Minus 180. I lost 180 in 13 months. Wait, so then what is your... Wait, that's... That made me about 120. That is incredible. Oh my gosh. Wow. It was really, truly one of the hardest things I've ever had to do because I love food. I still love food, yeah. I still love it. So I had to... Like, I didn't... I had to find a lifestyle that Mm -hmm. fit my love for food. Like I couldn't do Weight Watchers and stuff. I couldn't do calorie counting because yeah. I love to eat. So, you know, I did a lot of research like I always do. I'm a nerd like that. And yeah. I focused, I stayed, and I did it. And, you know, the the greatest part was that I got my health back. Yeah. And then I was, so I was feeling great. And this is what a lot of people don't uh, realize is that um, four years later, so Christmas Eve 2010, yeah. Christmas Eve, I got diagnosed with cancer <gasps> with non-Hodgkin's oh lymphoma on Christmas Eve. Oh my gosh. Um, I had a tumor between, people think because I have big boobs, it was breast cancer. Like sometimes men just don't men really are understand. Dumb. But anyways, <laughs> no so I, they are, no offense, Matt, but I um, was diagnosed with non-Hodgkin's lymphoma and like I didn't tell anybody because they told me on Christmas Eve I was getting my makeup done for like this party and yeah. I didn't want to tell anybody till after the holidays because I didn't want to like spoil anyone's Christmas. Yeah. But the doctor's like, you need, I'm like, why are you cu- telling me this on Christmas Eve? It's not good yeah. news because I need you to come in like right after the holiday. And so then I told people after, obviously they were mad at me for waiting to tell them. But mm-hmm. anyway, I did eight rounds of chemo, two months radiation <gasps> and I'm cancer free. I lost all my hair. Um, oh my God. I was like, grossly 80 pounds and another thing a lot of people get confused they think oh you lost the weight because you had cancer no I lost an extra gross 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 I lost 20 extra pounds when I had cancer and it was it was disgusting but I had lost the weight to be healthy and then bam irony now you got cancer Taylor so here you go Oh my gosh. Yeah. You know, it's so funny. If I found out I had cancer like on Christmas Eve, I would have yeah. told everyone was- because I would have wanted the extra attention and sympathy <laughs> probably. I wouldn't have been able to hold it in. That was so nice of you. It was tough because like, <laughs> they, like I knew they, like people knew that I had gone through this because I was actually misdiagnosed. I was at GlamourCon in Long Beach, California. Yeah. Oh my it's God. Pretty- I remember those. Yeah. I remember I GlamourCon. And uh, Jordan and I and I was diagnosed there. They took me to the hospital right off the plane. And then, um, but they said it was benign. So they said mm. you just have to go back home and get it removed. But yeah. you're gonna have a scar from here to here. And I was so pissed because I was so I wasn't thinking about my health. I was thinking about yeah. up, you know. And that's why when the doctor called me on Christmas Eve, he's like, Taylor, I have great news. And I'm like, great news. Okay, what's that? He goes, you don't have to have surgery. And I'm like, that's awesome. So what's going on? And he's like, but you have cancer. So it was like, you don't have to have a scar from here to here. But hey, you do got cancer now. So we're going to just roll you in for chemo and radiation. But you know what? I I am so grateful for those experiences. And I would never, ever want to take them back because they've made me like they've taught me so much and they've made me the person even more so the person I am today. So, I mean, I feel like God or whoever puts whatever in front of, doesn't put something in front of us that we're not equipped to handle. You know, it's just sometimes I want to say to say like, Hey man, you want to give me a break? Like this is kind of a lot you're putting in front of me. I know I can handle it, but maybe I don't feel like it today. 
but yeah, so I'm cancer free and, and thank God for that. So yeah. Wow. Two <laughs> big things she overcame. Oh my gosh. Taylor, I have a question for you. So you said sure. that you lost a lot of the weight doing mm-hmm. keto and yeah. I know plenty of people who they do the keto, they lose all the weight. As soon as they stop the keto, the weight comes like raging back in. So I guess my question is either a, have you been continuing the keto diet since 2006 when you started it? Or have you found a way to kind of after you lost the weight, regulate the amount that you were eating to make sure that it didn't come back in in droves? That's a really great question. So actually, um, I've maintained a ketogenic lifestyle. I call it a lifestyle now, not a diet ever since. However, I was when I got to 120, I was not I didn't like being that thin, I, for my like fans and not even just for, cause I was very scared to lose the weight. Cause I thought, boom, all my business gone. I'm going to be, I was so focused on the business. I didn't care about my health. You know, I was yeah. like, I don't, I don't want to lose this weight. I'm going to lose all my fans. Luckily for me, you know, I'm grateful that I kept the majority except for the other two. Like, I can't wait till she gains that weight back. But, yeah. And then, um, and, except for that. And, uh, I got a whole bunch more. But I was going to say you probably gained a whole other group of people then. You I, know? I gained a whole, um, I gained a whole new group and yeah. it's crazy. The amount of people who looked at me as like, there's a lot of negativity. Like you were our, our BBW icon, how could you do this to the BBW community? I'm like, you guys want me dead or you want me like big, you know? So there was some backlash from that. And I also remember uh, something that did change my life, but this is not why I lost the weight. And then I'll continue with your answer, Matt, is that when I was bigger, pinup files, they're amazing. They're like family to me. They contacted me, um, but they didn't, I guess, know how big I was. They, they said, Taylor, can you contact us, please? I guess they had seen me on the internet or whatnot. They're like, we would love for you to, you know, shoot, you have that pinuppy look, um, so on and so forth. And um, then they saw my weight. And obviously, it doesn't certainly, that size, that big, didn't fit their brand. And I get mm-hmm. it. I was, they were so, Doug is like so kind, you know. Mm-hmm. And he said, you know, if you, if ever there's a day, you know, you give us a, give us a call. But you are, you know, we can't unfortunately fit you into the, our brand, which is, was, I didn't, I don't take, I'm really easygoing. I don't, I don't take things personally. I was just honored they even reached out at that point. And then after I lost the weight, I wasn't going to just like call them up and be like, hey, guys, I'm skinny now. No. So it was just I wait. I didn't like even bother them. But they came back to me and said, hey, um, that's amazing. Would you like to shoot for us? And I did. And that really changed my life because pinup put me back up on that glamour glamour level. And that was really, really cool. But to answer your question, Matt, I didn't like myself at 120. Yeah. It was too skinny for me. I, I like curves. Um, but I've absolutely never, like I've up and down throughout the years because I don't diet. It's like, I just allow myself to live the lifestyle. I'm not counting carbs anymore. I just look in the mirror. Like I stopped weighing myself for a year cause I was really obsessed with it with numbers, numbers, numbers. It's like mm-hmm. always right. But, um, I stopped weighing myself because you just got to look in the mirror. And if you're content with your body at that point, then 
that's all that matters. Why look at a number that may ruin it for you? One Why ruin a good thing? I, so <laughs> yeah. I, um, five years ago, I stopped drinking soda. I haven't had a soda <laughs> since. I'm, I'm, I know as you're drinking your soda. But Sorry. I mean, <laughs> quick, quick tip, especially for guys. But like, if you want to like drop 20 pounds super fast, just like stop drinking soda and beer. And like that weight will just like yeah. shred Drink off of water. you. water. But it's soda and alcohol. Wine. Wine's wine a big too. one. Yeah. But yeah. like alcohol this way, yeah. I've been doing intermittent fasting for about five years That's as well. Great. And you know, I feel good. Like I see myself in the mirror and I say, that looks correct. And the second <laughs> I step on a scale and I say, see, like, I'm still 250 pounds, like that like kind of destroys everything <laughs> for Is me because it? it's like I, there's, I, there's no way you weigh 250. I am, pounds. I am 250 pounds. I don't person like wait uh, I guess you are pretty how tall are I think you? it's because I'm tall I'm almost six foot so I think that okay. it's height more than yeah. anything but it's like there's look no at, way you're 250. I'm by looking at your face God. I would never guess that but so I was bigger than you. I was 300. So <laughs> I would never, I would have lost, you should go enter at like carnivals, like guess the weight. Because I would never in a million, I would have probably guessed like at the most, I would have thought you were like 200 or like no. 210 at the most. No, I, I think it my, that. the lightest I've ever been in the last like 10 years is 235. Like, Wow. So, Are you sure I this is a proper scale? You I don't know. I've tried multiple Maybe scales. Maybe someone's fucking with your scale. <laughs> but that's what I mean. I just, I won't even look uh. at it. I, I go by yeah, the, I, am I happy with what feel? I see in the mirror test? And I am. Yeah. So. It's so, it's so mental, right? You, like, that's why, like, I'm, I'm a big advocate for mental health and whatnot. Like, it's so mentally, like, just stepping away from the scale. Because, look, I've went through those phases where you're, like, trying to be, you try everything to be thin, right? But that was when I was a kid. And then I accepted being big. But looking at that scale, it's, like, it just mentally, like, even, even wanting to look at it screws with your head so just as long as you feel healthy come and and you look and you say i, I look pretty good today keep doing what you're doing my, and my, if you feel like you know you're you need to lose more then just keep doing what you're doing a little bit more instead yeah, of yeah. get checking the scale check the skills they're not i hate when people say well the scales don't lie they do though they do they do lie because there's composition in the body first of all and if sure. i drink if i drink right now four gallons of water i'm going to step on the scale mm -hmm. that's not my true weight right yeah so, exactly but that's yeah, like so. similarly like you said if you're if you feel healthy you probably are healthy and like the example Correct. that i've been using a lot lately is like look at lizzo right like lizzo is undeniably like a a, a bbw <laughs> for sure yeah, yeah. but it's like has a full vegan diet and like I've watched her live shows. She's running around doing stuff for two straight hours that I certainly couldn't do and like keep wow. my food, you know what I mean? It's like as long as she's got the energy and the ability to keep going, then she's doing something right. Okay, I agree. And she's happy with what she sees in the mirror and that's all that's really important. And she makes other people feel happy about what they see in the mirror and that's yeah. all, like you said that's the mental health piece of it is like exactly the, exactly. the worst like, thing that you can do is yeah like there's there's nothing worse than a, like fat phobia is like the most frustrating people yeah, to deal very. with yeah like, very it's very uh it's hard but either you know what I, I learned sadly is that big or small or it doesn't really matter though people will always have negative shit to say they will always be mm -hmm. trolls when I was fat, you're too fat. When I lost the weight, you're too skinny. You have a big nose. This and this, you're ugly. Like, it's a constant, like, my life, and I'm sure Mary knows too, and yeah. everybody online knows that, it, especially on Stream 8, it's a barrage yeah. of 
media. It's it's a barrage of hate that you kind of just got to pew, pew, pew. Like you just got <laughs> to. Like I, I, I like that sound effect. Like I had to have, I had thick skin, literally. Right. So I'm like, yeah. uh, I, from back when I was fat to what, it doesn't matter. I could be a saint. I could be everything in the world, but someone's going to hate it. Now I just please myself. Yeah, there's probably <laughs> someone out there talking trash on Mr. Rogers. I don't want to know that person, but like, <laughs> it's like th there is always going to be someone who's going to cut you down no matter how hard 100%. you try to be a great, mm -hmm. like the best mm -hmm. you. And you just I have hate to. hate it, but. Yeah, you just have the to. Nature of the beast. Yeah. Yeah, you focus on the voices that aren't that. Well, where we were, you're from Canada, though, right? Yes. Originally. Unfortunately, right now I'm in uh, in Canada, born and raised in Toronto, Canada, but my ethnicity is Arabic, so I'm Palestinian, and I oh. speak English, Arabic, French, Macedonian. You do? Yeah. You speak all those languages? Yeah, yeah. Like I, so family, uh, my aunt, whatnot, is was Macedonian. And so I didn't know the language at all. And um, when I moved back from Vegas to take care of my uncle, and my aunt, I just embraced the language and I'm a quick learner. So I, I feel like when you're, I always understand first, and then I can learn to speak and hey, I may not be completely dramatic, like, yeah. dramatic, but I speak better Macedonian than half the Macedonians out there. So <laughs> oh my gosh, that yeah. must be. Do your so. Do you have fans on Cam on Streamate that uh, you talk to in all different languages? I do. Most of them aren't Macedonian though. So what I have yeah. on Cam, which is a great tool because I love to learn, is I have that Google Translate, and then I will wow. say it though. I will. I will say it like I literally have the buttons at the bottom programmed in Spanish, That's Italian, good. French. Yeah. Um and. I think Dutch because I get a lot of Dutch. I don't know why Dutch. Yeah, but. yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so I have the languages ready just as a tool for business. But I do love to learn. I'd, I'd like to definitely conquer uh, Spanish and and a, a couple more. So <laughs> we got to oh keep. Oh my learning. gosh, this is <laughs> this is a very inspirational episode so far. <laughs> I feel like I, I wish that I could speak more than just the one language that I can speak. Like that's I the, speak a little Spanish. I speak like eighth grade Spanish. <laughs> I just listened to I just listened to an interview that I was editing for somebody else today where they were interviewing a guy from Portugal and he because he could speak Portuguese and American, he decided to he's like, I'm gonna get into the business of writing closed captions for oh, companies. That's smart. And he literally just he's like, I had no credentials and I just emailed like a hundred different companies and said, hey, if you want to do Portuguese subtitles, I'll do it for you. And he's like, and I got a job working for like Netflix and Hulu. Like literally they would send me the advanced yeah. copies of all their stuff. And I would oh, translate the script into Portuguese so that they could put the Portuguese subtitles as another option that they had for people to see where ambition gets you. Like it's, that's really, really good. It's like that's so, such like, a that's smart good. idea to just utilize like what random skill set you already have and like, oh, how yeah. can I monetize the fact yes. that I can speak two languages? <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot of similarities though across the languages. Like it's like once you know French and then you know like a little bit of this it, it, it kind of there's a lot of the same in in every language so you can kind of understand and and you know i went to macedonia tw two years in a row so being there you just you once you have a drink and you hear some music you start by learning the songs and yeah. then you learn the language it's so simple well and that's the crazy thing is our language is apparently the absolute most difficult to pick up because it doesn't have any of that connective tissue amongst other languages there's like no rhyme or reason to our like <laughs> I'm thinking about tenses it, and stuff like that. Like, yeah, think about like in Spanish, it's like you have the a or the o endings, and like 
but you don't have that. True. But you have six words that mean the si- different things, but sound exactly the same and are spelled differently. <laughs> like, yes. Sometimes the letter's silent. Sometimes the letter isn't. Like that's not in any other country, but our weird. I feel like Chinese are like one of those languages would be the hardest though. I'm very. I'm. I'm sure it's really like, difficult to learn. to learn how to write specifically. Right. Yeah. Well, there's like for Eric because I'm Arabic. That writing is. I used to be able oh. to write it so well because it's it's back to front, right? Yeah. Um. So it's. But it, I can now, though, I cannot like write it like for the life of me, but I can read a little bit of it. But to write, no, I did when I was a kid, but not anymore. That's so fascinating. It always looks so pretty, though. I feel like a write Arabic, uh, like when written out, it looks so pretty. Yeah, I have my uh, my dad's name in Arabic, like uh, on my back because he passed oh. when I was was six. But I'm very, very connected. I'm definitely my father's daughter. And so it's just so pretty to look at, you know, they're like the writing of it. So, yeah. And, and so he's always watching my back. And then when other Arabs. Oh, I like that. That's, that's, yeah. He's always watching me. And so, yeah. And when other Arabs see it, they're like, is that your boyfriend? I'm like, no, it's my dad. (laughs) My brother got my, my mom's initials on the back of his neck. And that was a, but my mom's DMK and he didn't get a very good, tattoo artist so the k looked like a b so everyone just thought he was like a really diehard dave matthews band fan so i mean mary we do have a traditional first question that we always ask people oh, yes yes i want to know what's the first day of your life that you remember wow <laughs> this will be this will be silly a little bit actually it was with my uncle um, we were all at a Arab picnic and those are messy and loud. Arabs are loud. We barbecue, they barbecue, whatever. But my uncle put me on his lap in front of everybody and gave me a beer. And I took the beer and I drank the beer. <laughs> the beer. And yeah. my, my mom, I hate beer. Like I don't drink beer now, but my yeah. mom came and slapped him so hard in the face. But it's like, it's not like I was getting drunk at, at you know, I don't even remember how old I was, but that's actually the first thing that came to mind. And then, you know, at six when my father passed away, but that was that I remember like exactly like you every do, detail. Really at that uh, age. It's unreal that I remember every single thing from the day before, from the dream I had that night to the next day after. And I remember my dad, like my mom, I was like, mom, can I go outside and play? You know, we were immigrants. Um, I was born here, but they were all born back there, back home in Palestine. And um, my mom didn't want to let me out, but my dad was like, just go, just go. You know, so I remember that, that part of that day. I remember what he ate for dinner. Like I literally remember that day in its entirety. And it's like, wow, like how do you remember every, every single detail? But um, you know, there's a little bit of a, like, it's a long story, but like, there's a little bit of a, a thing I went through because like, I guess I'll tell it, but I'll try to tell it quick. Cause I don't want to have a sob story for you guys, but for a while, for a while, I, cause I, every night I would go jump on my dad's bed and then he would always pretend he's sleeping and then jump up and then yeah. tickle me, you know, and then I say good night and I would go and he would go back to sleep. So this night I did that and he didn't jump up. And I was like, okay, he's just tired, whatever. And then the next morning I found out he had passed away and for years, and no one really told me any different. I guess they didn't understand what I was going through, but for years, I thought either either he was already passed when I jumped or that my jumping 
caused his heart attack. So that sat with me for like years until I was able to finally get a cousin, finally know about the time of death and the autopsy report. So I know it wasn't that, but to this day, I cannot be up at, and look out the window at 4.52 a.m. To wow. this day, I, if, if I'm up at that time, I can't look anywhere. I need complete darkness. It's so unreal how our childhoods are so entangled with in who we are. They really are. So yeah. yeah, but he's watching me, watching my back. Yeah. So I'm good. Gosh, how old was he when he? He was 52. Was okay. Back then, you know, it was they didn't live as as long. And you know, the thing yeah. is, he was pretty healthy. He didn't smoke. But I think that the immigration of my three older brothers, and my mom to a new country, mm. probably was a lot of stress on him. You know, and then when my mom found yeah. out she's having a girl because he begged her for a girl, and. And they had me, and then, you know, I think that that that's that helps. That's so sad. Yeah. yeah, it's okay. It's with me. It gives me strength. Yeah, yeah. yeah no, strength. you're very strong. I feel like you're the strongest <laughs> person we've. Ta- I can't even get over everything. No. You know, it's right, just let's, remarkable. Let's try to lighten it up. All right, so <laughs> yes, okay. let's talk about jobs. What was your first job that you ever yeah. had? I have had the desire to work ever since I possibly could. So I did like you know stuff within the family where like. It, I'd get certain chocolate bars or whatnot, I would like upsell it to like my cousins and stuff for a <laughs> little bit of extra. Yeah, just stuff like that. But my first actual job was McDonald's. Nice. And yeah. I, I worked there and moved up the ranks as, as fast as possible. And then um, I ended up working in retail, 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 retail. And then I worked for Telus Mobility head office as a trainer. And then I went into camming. So I bartended a bit How too. How old were you when you went into camming? Let's just say it was about 15. 14 years ago. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So it was, I was, how did very, you get started? How did you get started in it? How did you find so, it? <laughs> so I was, bar, I was bartending at the time at this disgusting strip club in, mm. in Toronto, but I never was a stripper because I was always afraid. I didn't feel I had the body for it. I, so I was bartending at the strip club. I remember the beers were like, whatever. And they'd pop you a quarter back in the day. Like it was yeah. so bad, but I started as a bartender and then this couple had approached me um but they they were looking for like a third like hmm. person and then yeah. they approached me like that and then they started to talk about like the webcam world and how you know and uh. i was like i'm open to everything i was very comfortable with my body i i you know but it turned so i started i started on iFriends yeah. that was my home i loved oh. iFriends it was my home okay. for for my whole life i'm very loyal when i go with a company or whatnot yeah. i stick with it I was number one obviously on that site. And, but when I started, I started with them under their shit. And then I realized they were scamming me. So in the middle of the night, I called iFriends and I said, listen, how come this guy's not letting me see my stats? How come, you know, it's my passport on file, blah, blah, blah. And he's like, you're not seeing your stats. So in the middle of the night, I got access to my account, found out they were stealing so much money because he lived in, in Toronto as yeah. well. So I would meet him and he would pay me the cash that, and then he even faked a letter from my friends. Like you need to work this many hours. Cause he saw how successful I was. And he faked a letter on their little FedEx envelope that they mailed the checks in. I double checked with them and said, did you guys write this? They're like, no, you're not, you don't have to work so many hours. And in the middle of the night, I forwarded the last check. I was so excited. I forwarded the check to my name and not his. And then I blocked him everywhere and I went on the next day and I, bam, top 10. And I, it was like the greatest feeling of freedom in the world. Yeah. And like a few years later, because I blocked him, he's like, he's like, I'm sorry. 
he found me and said, I'm sorry. And he said, thank you. You taught me exactly what not to do. So I'm like, wow. so what, I'm making it smarter to scam other people? But I'm so happy I got out of that. <laughs> yeah, wait, what did, what did you teach him, I wonder, like, yeah. how to hide it from the girls even more? Or It was a real power move back then because I was so nervous. And you know, yeah. you don't know. But I, I was so proud of myself. My friend was like, just do it. You could do it. And yeah. I did it. And and then to say, but you taught me, you know, you taught me yeah. what not, you know, what what not to do is not really an apology. It's no, is that kind of like but, when a girl works for a studio? Like, yeah. you know, if a girl, yeah. basically, yeah. And he would he would have her in the room, and then he would type for her on both, on two, two of our accounts that were the same. And I didn't like that because I'm like, I like authenticity. So I feel mm-hmm. like if there's two two people that look the same with a different name, I understand that it's to make money, but I don't feel that it has longevity. So, yeah, I didn't like that. Okay, so what you, is iFriends, so you're working for iFriends, and then mm-hmm. – how did you decide to – well, streaming's different then, right? I should know this even though I'm – So, I, I mean, this is, like, unreal. So, when I started in the industry and I started to gain that notoriety, like, I yeah. work extremely hard. Like, ask anybody yeah. in the industry. I Like, I work, like, 80, 90 hours a week. I did – and the iFriends oh platform – it was so good, though. I loved it because there was all these other sites. And actually, Streamate had approached me back when I was with iFriends way back yeah. in the day. But I am, like I said, I was loyal. content and loyal. And I loved iFriends platform because it was like, you can't see me until you're coming in and paying me. So you really oh, you had can't to- even see the person. No, like you can you can maybe see through a peephole. But it was like, unless someone's in and they're that's when they're paying. So oh, I could like relax and work that. on other stuff. And I didn't have to worry. So what happened was. Um, you know, it's sad because I thought they were like family to me, but you learn that you can't trust anybody these days. But yeah. <clears throat> what happened was, I think it was in 2012, you know, things started to, we're going fishy with iFriends. I started asking them like, is everything okay? Like what's going on? Members can't refill their wallets, you know, whatever, whatever. Yeah. And um, literally that day, my, my girl at iFriends, I said to her, Hey, um, something, something. She's like, Oh, it's going to be fixed later. That's before I even logged onto the site, Yeah, log onto the site. It was February, I believe. I, I'm not sure. They had this whole thing shut down. Literally, the site was a completely shut down. I had just spoken to someone. They lied to me. Completely yeah. shut down the site. And obviously, for me, I lost my shit that day. Yeah. So, yeah. So, I they shut down the site with no explanation. And um, it was like, thank you for all these years. I didn't know what happened. I, I, know, I know there was some, you know, there's some shady shit going on with payment. And then I was like, I felt like I had lost a family member because it was like, yeah. and then like, what about all my members? Like, how are they going to know? And yeah. I didn't know where to go from then. And actually, you know, it was nice because I had known Samantha 38G mm-hmm. in the BBW community for a long time. We actually had a couple of like spats back in the day, but she's like, you should try Streamate. And Streamate is a whole other world. Okay. It's completely yeah. different. I was like, but then Streamate was like, was amazing. They, they approached me and they like picked me up, got me set up in, within 24 hours. And then they were very, they've been very good to me mm-hmm. ever since. And they, they are great to me. Um, and so it's been Streammate since then, but it is, you know, I will, I will say Streammate is a different beast and it, yeah. and it did the, uh, it did take a lot to, I had to adjust to a lot. I'm still successful, which is great. I was like, and yeah. I, you know, I'm, Successful on there, however, it's much different, and it does take a much more of a mental toll. And I—that's why I admire all the girls on there that, like, you know, because I—I I don't really do a lot of the stuff on cam that a lot of the. I know. The 
I don't either. Like that I wouldn't be able to be successful being just boobies and talk and chat, you know, but then I was because my regulars found me and then people understood and you teach people how to treat you anyway. But yeah. the site is very sexually based. So you've kind of got to, you've got to take people and you've got to transition them into wanting mm-hmm. to be around you for more than one reason. And um, I think that when I found my groove and the block button, that's when my success yeah. took off. You just had to learn this is what it is and yeah. adapt. Adapt or die, right? That's what they say. So yeah. adapt. How many hours a week do you try to do? Well, now it's, this year has been really different. It's been really rough. But I, in 2020, I was working 80 hours a week straight. Really? If you look, and actually, God, I, until, I can't do that much. Up until four weeks ago, I had never taken a week off since the pandemic started, basically since December, 2019. Yeah. Um, I had not taken a, a week off of it. And I take days off, but that's to do like my other stuff, like my yeah. own fans but I had to take a mental break because 2020, it was yeah. straight. And, I, and you know, the more people stayed home, the more trolls were like, yes, this is my Super Bowl. Like for yeah. trolls that, that love to go online and harass girls, being, yeah. being able to just stay home all day and do it was like, fuck, yeah, this is my Super Bowl every day. This yeah. is the girl. So, so it, it was hard dealing with a lot of that, um, that negativity yeah. all the I'm a positive person overall, mm-hmm. right? But now it's like, okay, if you don't do this, you're blocked. Bye. I'm not yeah. I, I'm not a bitch, but I'm very assertive in my room. Mm-hmm. I'm like, this is what you need to do. I'm not here for free. Don't, if you're not going to pay, yeah. come back another time when you have money. Don't call me expensive. Go get a higher paying job or go with, see someone in your budget. Yeah. It's stupid thinking the way they think. And I, I, I really have a low tolerance for it. For stupidity. Yeah, because they want you to argue back with them. Re- you know? They want a reaction on me. They want to poke mm-hmm. the bear. So the more you're like, okay, bye, or like, they, uh, God bless. I always say, I always be like, well, bless you. You know, hurt people, hurt people. And you just like with a sarcastic. Yeah, like, yeah the then, second what? you snap and fight with them, that's when they've won. But if you're just like, yeah. oh, that's an interesting thing. Sometimes take. I'm guilty of that, though. Like, sometimes it's tough because they're so evil, but that's okay. <laughs> but the flip side is like, there's a million and one things that are going on in your life behind the scenes, right? Like it's like, it's like sometimes it just goes right over. It just washes right off the back and you feel nothing about it. But then it's like, it could be the day that you've just gotten some of the worst news of your life and you have the lowest wick possible to deal with something like that. And you just like full on snap. (laughs) (laughs) It's a tough, it's tough. And, and I, I really, I, uh, I really like, I'm not, I'm not a, jealousy type of person because I I'm unique and I have my own niche you know so when I see how hard like stream make contests forget about it like I don't even participate in those I only participate in the ones where there's a bonus if you make so much or so much percentage but I don't participate to try to be first in those because those girls work there literally oh my gosh yes Amanda baby we had her on here Matt and Amanda she's come to my house and like told me all I mean she does oh my gosh she does um, around 90 hours in that week, 80, and, 90 hours in that yeah. week, you know, and, and, and it, it's, it's not easy on your body. It's not, yeah. easy and then she's not just singing, talking, you know, or even like I do, I just don't do it like insertion and stuff, yeah. but like, and she's like, you know, doing everything and it's a lot. And I respect it's a lot, those girls so know? much, so, so much. Like I don't ever expect, and I actually even said to street, like streammate one time when I was talking yeah. to them, I'm like, have you, he's like, you know what? Just stick to what you're doing. Because everyone else yeah. is, is trying to do that. The only time I came yeah. in second in one of those big contests was because I mm-hmm. had this one member. 
we just talked all day and night exclusives. And then he would raise his limit. We were literally on cam oh, together funny. that week for like, I'd say we spent 30 hours together. Oh my we slept, God. We ate, we slept. We, and so oh, that I want week, someone to sleep on camp with me. Where are you? Please, like, please sit with me while I sleep for eight hours. I, I've had a couple of those, but that guy was like, what? I want that guy. And I was like, fuck, I wish he would come from my, like, my link. But, um, and, and then, uh, but so that's how I ended up in second place. And everyone was like, oh my God. But I, but I know that that's not a that's not something that would generally happen because yeah that was a specific circumstance to, and i still only mm -hmm. came in second like this guy's <laughs> spending billions of dollars i still came in second and um, because because I, I don't really do gold shows and those girls yeah, are always doing that you know i so know i can't do those either i can't you know i started doing streaming i like i love it but i can't do there was one contest i worked 50 hours and i came in ninth but i was so like the last two days, I was so tired and yeah. I was so like, but then I didn't camp for a week because I was so burnt out. So I was like, in the exactly. end, it almost like money wise. Mm -hmm. So now I just, I just do like, you know, I try to hit if it's 25 hours, hit the 25 hours for the $100. Yeah. And then like, you know, that usually will get an extra, you know, like without trying too hard an extra exactly. anywhere, like, you know, exactly. top 100, top 50, you know, it's. That's, that's good. Right. No, that's good because same exactly. thing with 2020. I, I worked so, so much that I, you know, and in 2021 as well, then I started really burning out. My mental health yeah. took a huge toll, you know, and then mm -hmm. so there was, and so you, you had, it's not worth it. Cause then now it's look not. like, right. Then it's like, now I got to take this day off and this day exactly. off. Exactly. That's what I always money, do. You, know? you got to give yourself time to yourself. I feel like I'm learning so much today, Matt. <laughs> I love it. That's you get um, all you get all different shades of there's something about Mary Carey. Fifty <laughs> shades of Kay, right? That should be my book. <laughs> no, it's you're, I think it's fascinating. Let's see. I mean, should we do the the big question? The big, the big or? question, yeah, yeah. So when when well, let's see. Have, for now, I forgot how we ask it. Well, it's, so <laughs> do you remember in any interesting detail the day you lost your virginity? A hundred percent. <laughs> Ooh, yeah. okay, good. So I will tell the story because I'm an open book. I don't care. But mm -hmm. um, I was very young. So I was 14 um, mm -hmm. and I was dating an older guy. Not like creepy. Like yeah. old. I was dating him, but he was like so sweet. Like I remember I was in like grade fucking nine and, and like he would like. He, so he I'm Arabic. He was uh, yeah. he was Jewish. So but um, mm -hmm. he wasn't like Orthodox. He's crazy. Um, very. Yeah. He would at my school drop off gifts everybody was jealous i was like this is, I was so like romantic like i'm i'm 14 15 years old you're like holy shit I right? gifts yeah and like i remember he was great his name was rob his birthday just is today actually like i remember oh, still the details oh. i don't talk to him ever but oh, okay. um, but i remember yeah. so vividly like he looked he was like one of those rebels like uh, his his door in his room in his house was covered in parking tickets like he's so proud of them like whatever anyway yeah. so i remember the first day um, and, and it was like, you know, we had always kissed and stuff, but he was very gentle with me. It was awkward as fuck. And like, it's kind of like, you know, like, yeah, I mean, if we're in getting in graphic detail, you kind of know that moment. You feel that like it feels to me, it felt like like a rubber something. But anyway, so I knew I had bled and. Uh, <laughs> oh, wow. So yeah. I was on top. And then that yeah. happened and then, but he made it look like as if nothing had happened. So, but Aww. I quickly learned after that, you know, like 
what to do and not to do whatever we didn't we didn't last anyway but um it, it was not a horrible experience it was yeah. one i was gonna have anyway and it kind of taught me about sex real early and which was uh like i grew up i feel like i'm an old soul i i grew up fast yeah. and i learned a lot young i'm glad for it so it wasn't it wasn't like a bad experience but it wasn't okay. fucking great i didn't even know what great sex Meant yeah, no one does when they're like, so, I don't think, you know, yeah. it does. Yeah. I was more enamored with the romantic part of him. So That's I didn't cool. really care. About I, still the am like, I still am <laughs> like the romantic part I love of things. Too. I think it's so yeah. Cool. So yeah, so that was me. I was young. Uh, but, um, I That's a good story though. I, I like that one. I approve of yeah. that one. Oh my gosh. This was so much fun. I'm so, I feel like we have to have you again and we got to come up with like a new <laughs> thing because it's so good. Like I want to have, ask you like exercise tips. I love talking stuff. to you guys. Yeah, I know before we end it, I have to, what, you said you exercise three hours a day. Was it just walking, cardio, weights? Because I'm going to follow this. No, so for, for keto, like, so what happened was I had an elliptical at home, right? So I yeah. always, oh, would always okay, put something yeah. on the TV and I would just do it. Oh. So I did an oh hour gosh. of, actually did more than three hours a day, but I would do an hour in the morning of cardio and like watch Dr. Phil or whatever the hell. Yeah. And then I would go to the gym with a trainer and we would do like lifting and stuff because for yeah. ketogenic lifting and muscle work is really, really good to burn fat. Right. Yeah. And then at night I would watch another show and do another hour or so of cardio. Wow. So it's like an hour and a half at the gym, but I went every, there was no days off. Yeah. Like Bill Belichick wow. and the Patriots. That's no, so no great. Day so, yeah. you know, what do you do now for maintenance? What is your exercise? Just so now I'm always freaking busy. So I'm like always running around or lifting. Yeah, you don't have time. But I do do stuff in the morning. I don't go to the gym because like, yeah. I, first of all, everything's been crazy over here in Canada. Yeah. Right. Um, but I used to go to the gym. But anyway, so I have like this couple machines that I do like a wonder core and stuff like that, where mm. you can really do it a very like a, a workout that gets you all the workouts and then I do a lot of yeah. stretching and then I do a lot of running around because I have three dogs so it's like oh yeah. I love dogs he's a and you know <laughs> Matt is a dog walker and dog sitter <laughs> yeah I have two dogs what kind of dogs do you have and then and then we'll wrap it up because I'm one with like the go or like oh. what kind of dogs three dogs and my one my one is 18 and a half years old my very oh first my ever dog my shih tzu shaggy and he's he's been going through a lot the last little shih while which is why it's, it's like been my stressful. yeah um, he's, you know, 18 and a half though yeah. yeah i just bought him a wheelchair a custom wheelchair so he, he's, his legs still work but like he's got a lot wrong with him but he's still he still has um a zest for life if he didn't i wouldn't put him through that yeah for any, yeah. For any reason, right yeah. but he's my angel my number one then i have pinky which is a Yorkie. And then I have her son, Sonny. And I got Pinky. I'm, I'll tell it quick. I know you guys got to go, especially. I love doggies. I got Pinky in November of 2010, right? And so mm -hmm. she was a baby. And I remember I was sitting on my, my couch and she was scratching me, scratching me. I'm like, what? Dogs love me. What's wrong with this? You know, I said to my friend, what's wrong with this dog? Like she's scratching, scratching, scratching. And then when I found out Christmas Eve, that that's that's exactly where the tumor was she was a baby she sniffed it she was trying to get it out oh. she's the smartest dog ever and then so i had to keep her offspring so i kept sunny but he's a little shit bird but i love him so, much. so um he's wow, trouble that's so crazy yeah. i didn't know they could do that they could yeah, smell, they could, be... their sense of smell is like hundreds of yeah. miles yeah they're so, so quick quick very sad dog story but uh oh no, 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 no. <laughs> the the dog is fine the story is sad um oh, okay. when my when my aunt was dying we had her uh in her living room for hospice and there was a point where her dog 
just like out of nowhere, like jumped up, looked all happy, was like running in circles. And then it just kept looking in the corner and barking at the corner for like five minutes. And we couldn't figure out what was going on. And then it was like literally five minutes later, my aunt passed and like, we are Ooh, all convinced that the dog was like watching her spirit. Like that's what yeah. I was just yeah. like, yeah, it's one hundred percent true. It really yeah. is. Same the, happened the, with my aunt. Like, I think he was like that with her. So yeah, they have some type of weird sixth sense that you know. I want more dogs. Have, this yeah. is, you guys have settled it. I'm getting <laughs> more dogs. That's oh God, don't Joe's going to be so upset with me. <laughs> I know. I really. I always say like I'm hoping I get to have a baby one day, but I really, really would love to have a like twenty dogs. Like starting with the York and go work my way up and have like. Like, you yes. know, small yeah. to big, it would just have 20 of them if and I a could, giant bed, a bed that takes up my whole room so we all can sleep in bed together. If I could, I would have like, <laughs> a farm a farm, yes. and I have like as many dogs as I, I could possibly dogs. have because they're, they're so good and, you know, they're yeah. good for the soul and their job, their purpose is to love us. Yeah. And now I'm going to go like hug and play with my dogs. Yeah. I have to get out of the house. I'm going to go. I know. Home. I don't want you to, like, you, you, when you're, when you get your husband to say yes, you got to go on. You got to go. He never will. Before you fully sign off, Taylor, where, where can listeners go if they want to follow you and see what you're up to? Sure. So I cam on camwithtay.com and uh, my OnlyFans is playwithtay.com. So it's pretty simple, but um, so there they can find me. And then I'm on Instagram at real Taylor Stevens because every other one keeps getting deleted. But, and then um, I'm on Twitter at Tay Stevens. So it's not, it's like, it's easy to find me, especially on Twitter during football season. So uh, yeah. I have a big And I'll knowledge. post links to her so <laughs> you guys can find her. Yeah. But yeah, go and definitely check check out Taylor Stevens because I, I love you. I yes, come get the boobies. Come get these yes. bouncy boobies. They're fun. <laughs> They're fun. <laughs> There's just something about Mary. Mary.